and welcome to This Week in MCU, the weekly after show talking all things Marvel Cinematic Universe related. We are back fully in the Marvel Cinematic Universe this week with Loki Episode 1. I'm Kurt, and with me on this journey, as always, is my good friend, Senraven. Hey, how you doing? Hey, did you get the, the delivery of paperweights that I sent over to you? The paperweights. <laughs> I did. Uh, it was weird, though, because they kind of looked like grandma's hard candies. They were so pretty. <laughs> yeah, they're not as heavy, though. You, you can't no, really apparently put a lot, not. Of, a lot of paper underneath them. Uh, we will definitely be talking about that. <laughs> um, so uh, any any news uh, from around the MCU that you're aware of? Uh, there's a there's a couple of things we got a um, uh, art pieces for Doctor Strange multiple uh, mo- uh, multiple madness multiverse of madness. <laughs> yep. Um, it looks like we got some casting stuff for uh, She Hulk. Uh, we got a uh, casting for Titania was done. Oh, and, is that uh, who it was? It was Titania, Titania or Titania? Yeah, or J- uh, Jamila Jamil uh, is going to be sh- uh, T- uh, Titania from the Good Place. Um, Yes, from the good right. place. She is awesome. So, that's gonna be great. so. That's that's some really interesting casting. I really like that. I want. I uh, she's than... gonna be like all bulked up though, because Titania is like. Hefty. No, Titania. Titania does not need to be. Well, it depends, I guess, what they're running her on. Like Titania for lore can be anything. It's a it's a fae. So, but Titania in the comics is that's you know however they run her well right well in the comics and she was the one that was uh dating uh the absorbing man oh okay yeah and so she and she you know they were they were both super villains and they got together i almost want to say they got together during secret war or something way back when um but um but she's usually pretty beefy like and not not fat but just like big and muscular almost she hulkish so uh, but no. uh, she is tall, right? She's she's very tall. So, uh, hey, I I trust, and I think she'll do great in that role. Yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, apparently, Scar is supposed to show up in uh, in She Hulk. I saw that. I saw that. So, I don't know how they're gonna do that? It's gonna be crazy. that's. Uh, like okay, you you guys do you because you've been nailing it so. I'll trust it. Well, I mean, they kind of, yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like, how is that happening? Because in the comics, Scar comes from War World, where the Hulk was sent, and in the MCU, they kind of sent him there in Ragnarok, but he didn't have a relationship, as far as anybody knew. Right, uh, but so, he was sitting yeah, like a we'll king see. over there, so who knows? We'll we'll see we'll see how they run that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, so uh, I guess we jump right in it. I, I I did want to preface this a little bit by saying, man, it seems like they're leaning into this multiverse thing hard. Oh yeah, yeah, um, they're they're definitely going cosmic. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna have some questions as we go. I'm sure, <laughs> but but uh, all right, let's just uh, jump into it. Loki episode one entitled "Glorious Purpose," which makes perfect sense. Um, 
We open on a smoldering New York City with the Avengers Tower in the distance. Uh, and a date pops up 2012. So this is where they're with Loki. And Cap is walking by going, hey, uh, I'm on my way down. I'll coordinate search and rescue. I'm on my way down. <laughs> right. And they show Loki uh, <laughs> kind of imitating him. And uh, Thor throws Right. The... How does that not get tedious? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and Thor throws the the face mat the face lock on him, you know the mouth lock. So oh. and and it's all uh, you know it's pretty much we see the scene from Endgame where they're taking the case and and tell Hulk to take the stairs, which I still every time I see it, it's just awesome. He could have uh, just jumped down. He could have. It, it, it's not like the landing would have hurt him. And the balcony was right out there. Right. <laughs> he was really close to it. You can do a superhero landing. Um, yeah. So, and this is all recap, right? And it's all kind of like, here's where we're at with Loki. This is the time frame. Um, and the scene, we see the scene where the Tesseract hits the floor in front of Loki, which is as a result of Endgame and it falling out of the case. Uh, and really, and we do, do think- we do get the little the little shot of Ant Man actually like kick, kicking, kicking the, the yeah yeah kicking the case and uh, the second Tony picking it up and and when you think like, about oh. it, Hulk is actually responsible for this whole uh, variant. No, no, Tony's <laughs> responsible for this whole variant because how do you not remember that you sent the Hulk down the stairs and oh, try he- to stay in, like he goes over to open the door to go up up the stairs. You're the one that told him to take the stairs in the first place. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so, uh, so scene where Tesseract hits the floor in front of Loki, he grabs it and disappears. And then we get the Marvel Studios title, which in this case now is green and gold because Loki It looks colors. so good it with really green does. and gold. It really it, does. It, <laughs> like, I've seen it twice and every time I'm like, oh, that is so pretty. Yeah, it's, it's a really great looking logo. And then we open on the Gobi Desert, and we see a portal open, and something comes out of the portal and hits the ground. Pretty much, I'm pretty sure everybody knew. It was Loki, obviously. And the locals find him. (laughs) And Loki does his Loki thing and says, I'm Loki from Asgard, and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. And, the locals and he even going, found a rock to stand on. <laughs> right, right. And, and the locals are like going, who are you? Because <laughs> they don't you understand say? English. <laughs> um, and then three TVA agents show up. Now, uh, I'm only saying this because, oh, we probably should have said there's going to be a lot of spoilers. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. Yeah, like if you guys haven't heard this before, it's definitely a spoiler cast. Yeah, and it's in the show Surprise. notes and everything every week. So, uh, so TVA is the Time Variance Authority, uh, which if you've read comics, you've heard of. Uh, they're kind of the keepers of the timeline and make sure that nothing goes out of whack, sort of. Um, so, uh, so they're in front of the Tesseract and Loki's going, hey, get away from that. And another agent shows, which is uh, the hunter B-15, who is kind of the main hunter that we see throughout this episode anyway. Probably throughout the series, I would think, but we'll see. Um, and... Uh, they pull out a PDA and they say standard sequence violation, branches growing. And uh, Loki is on the PDA and Loki is identified as a variant and arrested. And well, 
Well, not not before he gets punched in the face for yeah. However long that right. takes to resolve, like right. oh my god! So the hunter is like, "You're coming with us, and and you know this is your last chance." And Loki makes somewhat of an aggressive move, but they hit him with a time baton. Is the only way I can describe it, right? That says it moves him at one sixteenth the speed, but he's feeling the pain in real time. <laughs> that's just rude, right? And I mean, honestly, the the entire thing of that—that's just rude. Um, although that effect was great because we've seen mm-hmm. slow motion effect, but the fact that the rest of everything else was going at the right speed was, was just a nice effect. And during that time, they collar him with the, I'm just going to call it the time collar because there's no word for it yet. Uh, the controller is the time twister, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, And then the TVA resets the timeline. So they have a, like a little reset pod that presume- which when they activate it it's it's got like little glowy stuff and then it turned purple yeah like i really know um, i mean i haven't read the comics on it so i don't know you probably you might i really know want to know what that is because it looks like co- uh power cosmic you yeah know, the same stuff that basically captain marvel has i don't i don't know that that's what it is but it would be consistent with that um, because the way that these pods apparently work, the way that I, because we didn't actually see any of these pods working. We just no, saw just the just that the one. Activa- yeah, just the activation, which presumably rewinds to the point of entry of, right. of where Loki shows up. So if it rewinds time, then that never that branch never happens, and and the the timeline is uh, is preserved, I guess. So. So they teleport out and we go to the TVA headquarters and we see Loki trying to run and we finally see the actions of the time twister, the, the and caller, the remote control caller uh, in action. <laughs> and it is, I love this, this gadget. And it's just, well, if he tries to run, well, they just click a button and it rewinds him to two seconds before he tried to run or two seconds after he tried to run, which puts him right back in the same place. Um, I, I just want to use that for cer- certain things. Yes. <laughs> for science. For science. Yes. That's exactly what. Um, so he gets thrown into an elevator and we see a robot with a creepy pixelated face. That was and, so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're trying to disrobe him. And he said, this is fine. as guardian leather. And they just <laughs> proceed to nuke it. Like just completely disintegrate his armor. Did you ever watch Doctor Who? Yeah. Yeah, the new stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's an episode with the uh, I don't remember where they are, but basically an episode where Captain Jack gets captured and uh uh they have to disrobe him. So it's basically the same thing like the lasers like you know, right. cut and cut everything off. But the difference there is that Jack is standing there like ladies. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it right. just reminded me of that. I was like, "Huh." Yeah, he's taking it in stride, and Loki is not. Um, <laughs> so then they drop Loki into a chute. Now, here's here's the other thing that I saw a couple of videos on, and, and it really made me think. Loki probably hates being dropped, like, from anywhere. He yeah, just, he keeps falling he keeps in places. Falling. <laughs> so so he's got to hate it. So they, fall, they make him fall through a chute. 
he comes out the other side dressed in prison garb. So there's some technology happening there. Um, yep. Little timey wimey. Sorry. <laughs> and and this is the first place where we have kind of the first real joke of the the show where there's a he's standing in front of a clerk with a giant stack of paper and the clerk says please sign to verify this is everything you've ever said and he goes what Are you serious? and then another printout comes out and then he says something he says something else and another oh, this printout, is ridiculous <laughs> right <laughs> another printout comes out and before he says anything else he just grabs the pen <laughs> to, to sign it um and he and, and he, during that scene though if you look in the background, there's a clock that's got look to be like eight hands on it. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, with just different and a lot more numbers is what is what it seemed to be as well. So, uh, but you know, time happens differently in the TVA. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's a nice little touch. So after he after he signs, they they drop him in another shoot. Uh, At which point he actually like points he, upwards, like, right, like I'm up, gonna get you, gonna get you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and and all the while, all these workers are just going, oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, another fine, one. Yeah, just another, another one. Just, one. Come on. Uh, so he falls into another shoot again, and he's met with a dude that says, "Okay, he wants him to walk through what looks like a metal detector," but he says, "Please confirm you're not a robotic being." Which this whole scene, like that, could be like great. really simple, right? You know, like, yeah, of course I'm not a robot, but existential crisis Loki, I think, is one of my favorites so far. <laughs> yeah, he's going. Wait, what if I'm a robot and don't know it? How many people know? How many people are like that? He goes, "What happens if I walk through this and I am a robot?" And he goes, "Oh, it'll melt you from the inside out." <laughs> and just you know, standard procedure, right? Yeah, and that's the other thing is this: the guy that's manning this this uh, whole detector is just like going can we just like get this over with i got more stuff to do um and but he pauses before going through he's just going okay and uh walks through and the machine takes a picture of his temporal aura and he's like well what's that and he goes just go and <laughs> go away i don't yeah. i don't have time to explain this to you right i want to know what it is but it doesn't matter um so he now he goes into another room uh and and that says that has a like a deli ticket machine on the front of it and the the guard there says take a ticket and the guy that's there before loki and it's only those two guys there the guy that's before loki says no i'm not gonna take a ticket and he goes through the line and um loki is looking around and we see we start seeing these posters in the TVA, and one of them says, "Behave or you'll get your clock cleaned." And it's got Miss Minutes, uh, uh, like a mascot that we see throughout this whole show. Um, and I can't read the others, but there were there were a couple other ones in there. But Loki ends up taking a ticket because the dude who said he wasn't going to take a ticket gets vaporized. For not yeah, a after ticket. he argues with the other guy saying, I tried to take a ticket. He wouldn't give me a ticket. I'm like, right. wow, okay. Yeah. I can see why you're here. You're a jackass. Right. So seeing, uh, so speaking of Miss Minutes, though, we start hearing her voice, and we see her up on a monitor 
Uh, and it, I gotta tell you, so Miss Minutes is voiced by Tara Strong. I love Tara Strong. Right. I think she's amazing. I, I recognized the voice when I heard it the the first time I watched it. Yeah. So I pulled up, uh, I pulled up the list of what she does, and oh my god, she's got some good credits on under her name. So I was able to kind of interview her. Um, oh wow! So my first Dragon Con, I was uh, moderating a voice actor panel, and she was on it. And so I'm sitting there, go just trying not to fanboy <laughs> while I'm asking questions and, and moderating this panel. She was awesome. She was great. Um, so, uh, so Miss Minutes, we see they actually don't make us watch this whole cartoon on the monitor. They flip it to full screen. Um, so we see kind of the background of the TVA. Uh, talking about a vast multiversal war. There were many multiverses, or, or there was a multiverse at one point, and they were all kind of fighting for supremacy or to be the main timeline. It wasn't clear why they were fighting. Um, and But it nearly resulted in the destruction of everything, according to this video. And then the timekeepers came to protect and preserve the, the sacred timeline. And the timekeepers are these three beings, uh, and they're celestial in origin. Origin, not from the celestials, but you know that giant cosmic, like older than time being type, right. type beings. Um, their first appearance actually was in Thor two eighty two, and their names are Ast, Vort, and Xanth. And That's some terrible parenting. Yeah, no kidding. The bad names. <laughs> yep. So um, now in the comics, eventually they get annihilated by Kang. Of course uh, they do. Yeah. So uh, Kang the Conqueror, you know, he's a time uh, uh, time villain, I guess, for lack of a better yeah. term. Um, Who's supposedly going to be the next big bad for the next wave of MCU. I will tell you, with the TVA and everything else, if they don't have Kang at least mentioned in this i will be amazed right um, and and we'll 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 get to that but and and i think they mentioned kang was supposed to be in yes he's the he's Ant the villain Man? for for m-man 3 yeah but he's supposed to be like kind of like you know thanos overarching villain for the next uh phase of mcu that would make from sense the rumors. that would make sense and and given the multiverse and given time travel he'd be the natural on this like they could go the immortus route but even in some continuities immortus is kang just <laughs> just well, it's not know. convoluted at all yeah so um oh wait it's marvel of course yeah, it's convoluted exactly so, the people that can keep the stuff straight is just like, oh my god, yeah, it's, <laughs> the, it's the brain power crazy. required for that. Right? Yeah, it's it's a little crazy. So, um, so they they basically say in the back in the video they say people who veer off the sacred timeline paths are called variants, and and kind of explain that a little bit, and then we get the the time variance authority for all time, always, always, which isn't creepy at all. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> now, here's the thing. At the bottom of that video, it says the TVA cartoon is produced by the Time Variance Authority Narrative Commission. <laughs> okay. 
And I'm going, what is that? Is that that sounds very propaganda-y. <laughs> like, because it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. so so the whole thing with this, right? And and it starts with Miss Minutes because you get that feel. You know, they they shoot over to the to the screen, uh, the little monitor, and then just the entire feel of it is this 50s, 60s, <clears throat> 50s and 60s office setting. Yep. Which um. What was it? The Academy, uh, the Umbrella Academy. Yep. Did the same thing for their Time Bureau. Yep. Fifties or you know sixties office setting. The thing with the um, the the office setting for for Vision, another fifties. Uh, you know, all every time there's a time travel thing, they seem to want to set it in like these fifties and sixties um, looking offices, and I don't know if that's like just because the aesthetic is there or just because it's hell yeah um i'm not clear either and what and what's weird is like even the technology that we see in the tva is very i was gonna say 70s 80s uh but i could i could go 60s 70s easily you know yeah and everything i think one of one of the computers yeah yeah (laughs) the coloring is definitely a choice uh, one of the computers, a friend of mine posted on Facebook. He recognized it as like a specific model. Yep. Uh, the station. I'm like, okay, that's a completely different level of geek. Yeah. Like yep. you, you recognize the workstation. Okay. Yeah. So and yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about a couple of the pieces of technology a little bit later too. So, uh, but the uh, okay. So so yeah. So he gets done watching the cartoon, and this is when the dude without the ticket gets nuked. And Loki gets to the front of the line, and he's holding up his ticket. I got my ticket. <laughs> and and hey, we see- anybody get a get a little bit of feel of um, uh, Indiana Jones? Yeah, no kidding. And no we- ticket. And then we see uh, the Loki title. That's when we get the Loki title. This is about fifteen minutes in, or so. Right. Uh, so all right, cool. The Loki title happens. It's pretty uneventful. Just what we've all seen, which is the Loki. Uh, letters all being kind of variations it's kind of of cool though because i think at least a few of those change into like uh norse runes and back and forth i think so too um yeah the stuff the the stuff they use for it is pretty cool right so okay then we open in france in 1549 in in some i i don't know i don't know how to pronounce this aix and provence um and the TVA, TVA is there with Mobius investigating something. And the hunter and the Minutemen who went to investigate a variant got nuked while they were there. Somebody got the jump on them. And one of the hunters who's with Mobius says, it's him. It's got They got consistent stab wounds. And I'm going, whoa, okay. So this is somebody, they've clearly been after somebody for a while who is taking out these hunter teams. Um, and they say it's been it's the sixth attack in the last week, so it's happening a lot. Uh, and Mobius is looking around, and a little girl enters the I guess it's a church where they are is what it kind of looked mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And there's fifteen forty nine in France. Uh, nothing else would have likely to have uh, stained, stained glass, glass windows. Right? So what was weird was we see this devilish figure in the stained glass. Like it's not the typical stained glass stuff that you would see because it looked to be looks to be like a demon on a throne and just hanging out. 
And so this little kid enters the 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 church, and Mobius is going to ask, uh, you know, what's what's going on, and 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 asks, hey, did you see who did this? And she points to the stained glass, and then they show a the, good the picture. Devil of did the, it. Yeah, and they show the, the a good picture of the stained glass. But I wonder if that's telling us something more. Uh, and I'm not thinking Mephisto, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm wondering. I'm just wondering if that's telling us something more. That's all. So, anyhow, uh, he basically goes to tell the kid to go home and notices that her teeth are blue. And he's going, well, "How did your teeth get blue?" And she pulls out a pack of bubble gum, which I don't know if you're aware there, Sen, but. Bubble gum wasn't exactly a thing back in 1549. Yeah, just slightly before its time. In so fact, if, if he didn't catch that, that's definitely a variant right there. <laughs> and in fact, um, the the packaging for the bubble gum wasn't a thing back in 1549. <laughs> uh, so it turns out to be a pack of Kablooey blueberry bubble gum. Uh, clearly not from 1549. Uh, Mobius takes Clearly it. Clearly not from 2021 either. <clears throat> right, right. Um, Mobius takes it, gives it to the hunter and says, scan it for any time residue type stuff. And he goes, you know, we're not going to find anything, right? He goes, yeah, scan it anyways. Who knows? We'll get lucky. Um, and they pull out a PDA and he says, hey, we got to go. Time branch red line is imminent. Now, I don't know what that actually means. If that means that the branch got so divided that they can't turn back i i think it might be because they're trying to keep yeah they're trying to keep it from being becoming permanent i think the red line is maybe when it actually like click you know, clicks into permanence right so uh so we see we take a look at the that pda and it shows the timeline segment is listed as 616.432 and the only reason I even made note of that is 616 is, it could be referring to Earth 616, which is typically the Marvel Comics. Earth. Right. The, 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 well, and that actually makes sense because 616 is their prime Earth, so it's the prime timeline. Yeah, so here's the weird part, though. They've said that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Earth 19999999 or something like that. <laughs> um so I don't know. I don't know. So they go. They go to set a reset charge, uh, and another TVA member comes through a portal to see Mobius and hands him Loki's file. Apparently, because when they go to do these investigations, it's just a door down the hallway, and so anybody can pop in and just talk to anybody. It seemed very weird, um, but he hands him Loki's file, and we get it. We get a decent close up, and we see some information about Loki. On there, um, there's they've listed him as variant L1130. Don't know that that means anything. We see really. his, his race listed as frost giant, his yep. height listed as 6'2. Cool, uh, sex listed as fluid, and I think that can be uh, can be significant because I don't think uh, that's that is the first time MCU has confirmed uh, Loki because they you know they they don't go into it. They right. never go into it, right? Uh, but but that is a straight up confirmation for MCU. In the comics, everybody's known that for years because that's you know he's a shapeshifter in right. um, 
and in in folklore, hell, he took on the form, uh, um, shape of a mare to sleep with the the, the giant's horse to right. get the horse, and so the giant couldn't build the wall, uh, which he still did. But yeah, it, it goes way, way, way far on that. But that is a confirmation for MCU. Which is really cool. I like that they did that. Well, and there were it's rumors. Kind of, it's kind of a big deal. And, and there have been rumors that season two of Loki was going to be Lady Loki. Right. So that would make perfect sense if they're, if they're, if they're setting that up now. Uh, they, they show his birthplace as Jotunheim. Uh, this is all stuff we know already. They they list him as his his real name as Loki Lafayson. Uh uh, alias Loki Odin's son and alias uh, God of Mischief, which I think is funny that they put that as an alias. But um, well, it's a legal legal alias, right? He goes by that, right? <laughs> what um, if he gets mail for God of Mischief? Right, right. <laughs> um, and they show the charge, which is sequence violation, and the date appears to be July twentieth, nineteen eighty nine. Oh, that's weird. I didn't is, notice that. It is weird. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure why. What the significance is? I didn't have a chance to really look that up yet. But uh, okay, so we flip back to the TVA, and Loki is brought to Time Court 37 because apparently they have a bunch of rooms. Um, well, Night Court starts at 38, so you know you have to go to the Time Court. <laughs> you got to go to Time Court first. Um, so he's in front of the judge and the. Judge is like, how do you plead? And Loki does a Loki speech, which is like, so guilty of ambition, or yeah, I, you know, yes, and guilty, blah blah blah, and and he ends up just pleading not guilty. <laughs> he goes, in fact, the the Avengers should be blamed for this variant. <laughs> you know, they're the ones that that lost the Tesseract. Um. And the judge said, what they did was supposed to happen. You escaping was not. I found that really interesting, you know, what the Avengers did because the Avengers went back in time to fix things, right? To right, and and they're basically saying, yeah, yeah, they were supposed to do that. Uh, okay. So some some time travel is allowed, but some time travel is not. Right, right. So weird. I'm with King on this. Let's blow this place up <laughs> to, and, and burn the whole thing to the ground. Right. And so then Loki goes, okay, I've had enough of this. And he does his stance and tries to clench his fists to disappear and nothing. You know, and he's flexing. A little, a little bit of performance anxiety. Yep, yep. And he Too goes, many okay. people watching. He, everybody shut up. And <laughs> he tries again. And they go, oh, magic? Yeah, that's no good here. <laughs> um, so... He, he becomes sentenced to be reset, which I'm guessing they probably just get rid of him. Because yeah, they, 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 they delete him, him and, the, and the plot, and the, you know, uh, the timeline continues as it should have. Yeah, because they pull him out of, out of time, right? And, yeah. and he never got a chance because they already dealt with the, the dudes in the Gobi Desert. So. He doesn't. He hasn't affected anything really. Um. So they they sentence him to be reset, and then Mobius steps in, and Mobius is uh, Owen. Uh, 
uh, Owen well, Wilson. Owen Wilson. Why? I couldn't. I has, has his nose gotten worse over the lot over I, years? I think it has. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Mobius is talking to Loki in his office, and they pass by. What we finally see is like the outside, I guess, for lack of a better term, of the TVA building that they're in, and it's huge. Like, it was expansive. The place is massive and, and very uh, futuristic. Very definitely very futuristic. They do have a building out there that's got like a ticker going around the outside, like at Times Square, where you see the stock prices and stuff. Um, and it, and all it is is it's keeping track of Nexus events. And Nexus events are the the events that cause the TVA to get involved. I didn't see anything specific in that, but I just see I saw the words Nexus events in there, so that was cool. Um, they get into an elevator, and there's a whole bunch of floors. But they're all listed with these weird three-letter indicators that I could not figure out. Anybody else get anxiety just by looking at those yeah. <laughs> buttons? Like, yeah. oh my god, where the hell does this go? And I and I like there's a there's a side of me that I'm trying to fight right now, and that side of me is <laughs> you want to look up every one of those? Yeah, and and because they they look like they're codes, and it's like, well, maybe if I crack the code, I can figure it out. I, I'm really fighting that right now. But, yeah, don't do that. That way lies madness. Right. So, but there's a whole bunch of three letter indicators TSY, J3E, SYF, TE7, IUL, GYE. They make no sense. Like, I can't. Yeah. Like, I was hoping I could recognize one of them. Well, obviously, the SYF one takes you through the sci fi channel. They just sit there and you right. watch, watch old shows. And not even the good one. It's the SIFI version. No, not, no it's, it's the SIFI version. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So they enter Time Theater 25, where you see a little electronic device, which is, it has to be. It looks like the old uh, spherical eight-track tape players from the seventies, <laughs> right? And I believe it probably is that they've just retrofit. And what's weird about this whole thing is they're so futuristic, but and and this is a hollow projector, so that Loki can review his life, and it's all on a film strip. Yeah, what what the hell is up with that? Other than the the effect of the the actual thing like running out and you know, right, splicing back up or whatever, yeah. uh, that that was actually kind of cool. I like that. Was, it was weird. So so we uh, we we go we go to the table where the the player is, and there's a couple of cans of Josta Cola on the table, and what I read was Josta Cola was a cola from like the '90s. I don't remember it I at all. Never heard of it. Yeah. So, um, so Loki's sitting down. He's going, "Hey, what do you want from me?" And Mobius has questions. He goes, "Hey, should you return, what will you do?" And he goes, "Claim my throne." He goes, "Your throne." He goes, "Yeah, King of Midgard." He goes, "Okay, so King of Earth." And then what? And then Asgard, and then the nine realms. He goes, "Okay, then what?" And space. <laughs> and then space, King of Space. He goes. King of Space. Well, he goes, "Why? What do you want? What, what? Why do you want to rule?" And Loki does his whole like the most oppressive lie in the world is 
the song of freedom, free will, free choice. Um, and it does his whole speech about how it's a joke and, and people always make bad choices. What they really want is comfort and they want to be controlled. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then yeah. he, they show the scene of New York City and, and we start going through Loki's history from the past movies. Um, and and Owen Wilson, you know, Mobius is really kind of pushing his buttons. He's going, for someone born to rule, you seem to lose a lot. A lot. <laughs> right. He goes, and didn't, didn't the Avengers come together to avenge Phil Coulson's death, which you caused? Now, the just as an aside for the Phil Coulson thing, what I've heard people online saying is that this scene is proof that the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. version of Earth is not part of this or not, not canon. Yeah. And so, I, I'm going the, that... the, yeah, the shows and uh, those shows are not considered, uh, they're considered MCU legacy and not, um, not right. MCU canon. All I'm saying is this scene does not prove that. Like, like I know, I know. Marvel has said that. Marvel has right. come right out and said that. But that, but this scene doesn't prove that. Like that happened, and and Phil Coulson. The only reason that that he got out of that is because of the deal in was it Haiti or yeah, uh, yeah. The the whole machine that basically brought him back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 he was you know given false memories to forget his death and that kind of thing. I mean, in the in the in the spirit of MCU, that all makes perfect sense. Like like sure. you, could, you could absolutely do that. They could have made him a life model decoy, which is what I thought they were going to do initially. Um and they didn't. But so whatever. I I just for the for the people online who are saying that this is proof that the that Agents of Shield got retconned, I don't think that's this at all. It, I think it's just, they just it, said... It's not. It's, it's just a scene. Yeah, it's just a scene. <laughs> right. Um, but, and, and, if, they want, if they wanted to make it canon, the next scene would have been, well, that didn't work and show right. Coulson doing something. Right, well, but and that would have also flip out because that would have yeah. validated Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> right. But they're, they're also not like straight up going, well, you know, he's dead. We're never seeing him again. Right. Because, you know, whatever. They don't have to. Right, exactly, exactly. And l look, death in comics isn't a real thing, <laughs> hardly ever. <laughs> so even when you see the body, even when you see the body, and even when they're gone for years. Um, so, all right. So they talk about uh, he's the god of mischief. Uh, these things don't look mischievous, and they show uh, a piece of his past that we've not seen before. And it shows Loki on an airplane in 1973. And apparently he was D.B. Cooper. Which I I just love that idea. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know the reference. Oh, okay. So D.B. Cooper in the 70s was this infamous hijacker because he supposedly stole all this money, jumped out of the airplane while it was in the air. With the money. It just disappeared. And just disappeared. They found some okay. money in Seattle in like a river, but okay. not all of it. And nobody has seen him since. And nobody knows. Okay. Nobody, there was no body. There was nothing. So it's kind of, it's a legendary thing. 
I just I just didn't didn't go back to like check on it because I knew thinking you know we, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, it was, but it's such a good scene because it's like, you know, um, what's his oh, what's his name? Uh, the Watcher. Uh, yeah, Heimdall. It's like yeah. Heimdall, you better be watching this. I'm like, oh, this is so good. He's just gonna jump right into the Bifrost. What was funny is he jumps into the Bifrost and the Bifrost did not take the money. Not all of it. I'm pretty sure it took because we took don't see the bag. We don't see the bag. Oh, we see a bunch true. of money floating through the air, but no bag. Right. So I'm and pretty sure like a chunk of it just got kind of like, you know, pushed out of the bag or something. And that makes sense based on the legend of DB Cooper because right that they found some they money. They found some of the money. Yeah. So um, I thought that was just a nice little touch, and it makes as much sense as DB Cooper not being found. <laughs> so and it, and it makes sense that he lost the bet to Thor. Yep. Yep. Uh, so. The he asks about that, and he he asks about that to the, to Mobius. You know, why didn't you stop that? He goes, well, apparently it was supposed to be part of the timeline. We were there, so, right there with you, right? And Mobius clearly just kind of wants to understand Loki and his motivations, and Loki doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to talk with him about that, and and we start talking about Loki saying, look. This TBA thing and this sacred timeline. He goes, no, I have, I make my own choices. I, I have my own free will, and uh, and the, according to the TBA, you don't. Like we knew you were going to say that kind of thing. Um, well, they have a printout of it now too. Right, right. now they have a printout, right? Um, and he basically goes, look, if you hadn't picked up the tesseract. That is that wasn't your future. You weren't supposed to pick up the Tesseract. You would have gone on to a cell on Asgard, and then we start seeing Loki's future. Because I had to remember that. Yeah. Now this stuff, where Loki in the future, uh, and from it was from uh, Ragnarok, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. was it Ragnarok? No, there were, I think there were was... certainly some scenes from Ragnarok because Thor had the patch. Um, yes, but that's later. Yeah. Uh, the scene with uh, with Freya. Uh, Freya dying. I, yeah, I don't think that's from Ragnarok. I, I think, think that's earlier. Where? When would it? That, have been? That's the from the world? second one. That, that, yeah, that's from Dark World. Okay, so uh, roll right because because Loki in handcuffs was from. Yeah. That Avengers movie, not just Endgame with the time travel. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, and so what he's showing Loki now is stuff that's happened since Dark World. Or or before Dark World, since that, that Avengers movie. Yeah, he basically and, shows him chunks of his timeline after, um, after the first Avengers movie. Because this Loki hasn't lived those yet. Yep. Like so, and and of course, it's like if you see it, and like wait, this is not real. This has not happened. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so they show he shows uh, Loki, uh, Freya dying, uh, because of the choices that Loki made uh, to to give directions, <laughs> and he he uh, let's see. He th so then um, we find out the time control device is called a time twister, and 
Uh, Hunter comes in while this conversation is happening and says, hey, we have a situation. Um, Mobius goes out to the hallway. Uh, and Loki apparently had palmed the Time Twister controller. It was a quick little um, uh, pickpocket too. It was because, well, like, on the on the second viewing, you can see where he jumps to, yeah, you know, really, he goes really for that close to his side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It um, is a really quick lift. Yep, yep. But you know, he's he's that he's that guy. He could do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So apparently, they lost another hunter unit, and uh, Mobius goes back to find Loki and realizes that oh boy, his controller was lifted. And so Loki is now walking around the TVA. And <laughs> that's the recipe for disaster. Yeah. So he goes into an office. There's more posters uh, that you see all over the place. One of them says a tidy cubicle is a healthy timeline. Um, he meets up with Casey, who is that dude that was at the TVA intake, where Loki was saying, be careful with that when, when he gets Yeah, the they, when they Im- impounded the Tesseract. And and Loki goes, hey, give me the Tesseract or I'll gut you like a fish. What's he goes, a fish? What's a fish? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, look, my life is here. He, I, you know, I don't do anything. And he goes, well, okay, whatever. And he, th- he goes, I'll, I'll kill you. And he goes, okay, okay, okay. And then he opens Goodbye, up a drawer. Goodbye. He opens up a drawer to give Loki the Tesseract. But then Loki sees the drawer is filled with a dozen or so Infinity Stones. And all the different ones too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like the big orange one, and oh, this is this is my favorite scene of the of the episode because <laughs> the look of realization on uh, on his face as he's like, these are the most powerful things in his universe, right? Right. Things yeah. that are been around before the universe, and over here's like. You know, a dozen of them in all varieties, and they and here don't they work. Mean nothing here, they yeah. mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. These guys are using the most paperweights. So, also in that drawer, though, uh, we see a Honus Wagner baseball card, uh, which is like one of the most valuable cards ever. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> it see... is. It is not like one of the most. It is the most valuable yeah. baseball card ever. We, we see a. a... Uh, some sort of French Medal of Valor, uh, a cross of some sort. There, there's just a bunch of just miscellaneous things in that drawer. Um, and the dude is going, yeah, we get a lot of those stones. Uh, some of the guys use them as paperweights. What's weird about that is he says some of the guys use them as paperweights. Some of them. Some of them. <laughs> yeah. It and, was like, what's up with what, that? What's that mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, actually, there is one Infinity Stone we do not see in that pile. And that's the Mind Stone. Oh, really? The yellow one is not there. Um, mm, okay. Now, as kind of a flash forward, we see the Mind Stone being used as a paperweight in the credits. Um, oh, but, okay, okay. I missed that part. But 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 it's not, it's not in the drawer. So, um, and so, yeah, they all appear to be inert. Obviously, uh, you know, they're not doing anything. Uh, this Hunter B-15 uh, realizes Loki's gone and just wants to prune Loki and, you know, just get rid of him. And Mobius is going, no pruning allowed. Just We, we just got to find him. And he goes back to the time theater. Hmm. Um, and Loki starts watching the video of his life again. 
goes back to the Freya dying scene, actually appears to feel remorse. Like he's tearing up and and whatnot. So if, if you look at, you know, if, if you know the Norse mythology or anything, he's never on the side of the giants. Like in, in, in mythology, Loki's never on the side of the giants. Right. He's always on the side of, uh, of Asgard, even when he's screwing shit up. Until right. way later, but stuff happens to cause that. Right. Um. He. he uh. The whole scene is that he misdirects the, um. The elves, the dark elves, or yeah. it's not the dark elves. It's uh, whatever. He he misdirects them, tells them to take a left instead of going right, because he's sending them to uh, to Thor. Right now, Morbius Morbius makes it sound like, you know. It might be because he wants to get Thor killed. That's not going to happen. Thor is going to kill the, whatever the stuff that's coming in, right? Right. So he's misdirecting them, knowing that if they run into Thor, they're going to kill him. Right. I mean, Th- Thor is going to kill them. Right. So that whole, you know, feeling r- remorse for for Freya dying, uh, that's that's just straight canon. That's that's fully character. That's not just like, oh, I'm really sorry because you know. It's his mom, technically, right? Not not in the, uh, not in in Norse mythology, but in the MCU, it's his mom. Um, so yeah, he feels remorse for that, but the, it goes back to wrong choices being made. Right. The whole free will thing and wrong choices—that's a wrong choice because he's deliberately misguiding the uh, the frost giants because he knows they're gonna die to Thor, but it's a screw up. Right. Yeah, it, it's uh, but it was good to see him actually have feelings, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, and then he see what what was interesting too is he's like he's viewing his future that hasn't happened to him yet, right? So he he goes to he sees um, Odin saying that uh, I love you, my sons, and which you know gives Loki that feeling that Odin did feel like he was his son, because that was always a bone of contention as well. Right uh, with him, and um, and shows Loki and Thor fighting side by side during Ragnarok, uh, which is what Thor always wanted, uh, and then shows Loki trying to kill Thanos, and sees Thanos kill him. And you actually hear the, hear the they crunch. cut away; they don't show it, yeah. but you hear the crunch. Yeah, and uh, and Loki I, I am surprised shocked. they. Yeah, I, I am surprised that they didn't do the line. Yeah, because they didn't do the whole there. There will be no resurrections today. Right, right. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am surprised they didn't do that too. In hindsight, and then they show Thor grieving over him, and then we get a close up of the film from this hollow projector running out, and of course I freeze framed it. Um, and on the end, it's written Loki, Lafayson, and uh, T-E-T-H, which could be Earth, um, dash 616 yep. as, the, as the file name. Um, so, I, I don't know. I think, you know, it could be the 616 stuff is just uh, like an Easter egg for us to find. Or it could be that they're actually kind of cataloging these specific universes i guess um even though they're trying to avoid a multiverse 
I'm still not sure how that's all working, but um, and it yeah, says, this this is gonna be interesting the way they resolve it since we know we're going into the multiverse, right? So so it says end of file on the screen, and Loki starts chuckling, and Hunter B fifteen comes in and with with her uh, nuke stick <laughs> basically, and goes to attack Loki, but Loki gets the best of her, uh, is able to take the collar off himself. And put it on her. And then uses the time twister to mess with her. Just like completely that was just fun. Oh, and, <laughs> and she's going, stop it, stop it, stop it. And, and he's just like reversing her and making her just, oh, it was just brutal. And then she ends up in another room. Um, Casey is in the hall when that hunter finally shows up. We see another poster that says Nexus events must be pruned. Um, Mobius goes back to the time theater and Loki's just hanging there. And Mobius says, look, I need your help. We got to hunt down a variant. And Loki's like, why me? And he goes, well, the variant we're hunting is you. And I'm dun, like, dun, dun. oh man. Okay. Cause I really was hoping they were going to say Kang or something like that, but it was too early. It's too early for that. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to hunt another variant Loki. Okay, fine. Um, so we flip to Salina, Oklahoma in 1858. Not sure why. Yeah, so this caused some, some stirred up some troubles. I don't know just to what degree. I've seen it on my timeline a couple of times. Uh, Salina, Oklahoma in 1858, uh, was the, it wasn't Oklahoma yet. It was uh, um, Indian Territory. So they could have just said, you know, I don't remember the tribe, uh, which tribe the area was for. Oh, they could have just said it was for that for that tribe instead of, you know, saying that it's Salina, Oklahoma. Oh right, okay. Hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah, uh, uh, I I didn't as well until you know a couple of people were like, hey, but and a couple of people from from Oklahoma were like, yeah, that's a screw up, and like, okay, that actually is, you know, they could have just said this. Yeah, that is. I'm I, and I'm just uh, I'm I'm looking just in Wikipedia right now, uh, and I'm just seeing like when was Oklahoma even settled? And let's see, or or not settled, but but became a state, really. And I don't see it, um, but I do know. So that was probably Cherokee Nation at the time. Uh, Oklahoma statehood year is uh, November sixteenth, nineteen oh seven. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I wonder though. Okay. Well, whatever. We can. We can. Uh, we can figure that out so yeah that was i i would agree that's a mistake yeah right they they should have been named if it was cherokee then it then they should have said it was cherokee nation 1858 or something like that um they probably did for geographical reasons because it's easier to know like to visualize where it is but it's a mistake you just name it for what it actually yeah. is so um okay so uh the tba shows up and 
basically finds an artifact and they say it's from the third millennium and they have one of those PDAs open again after scanning this uh, glowing staff is what it kind of looks like that's sticking out of the ground. Um, and right. and the, the PDA says it's a quantum something. I couldn't read the rest of it. Uh, and it, you know, somebody with a higher def TV may have been able to read it, but uh, it says it's a quantum something from the third millennium. Um, and while they're looking at it, they, they see a hooded figure. And they're saying, okay, you know, hit the reset and, and we'll, we'll take care of this. And they see a hooded figure and they go to get him. And the figure drops a lantern and burns them all because he's set up the, or he or she has set up uh, oil all around that area. And so apparently what the minimum said was uh, that it's uh, uh, anachronistic. So it's out of time and place. Right, right. Um, yeah. Early third millennial. Early third millennium, which is what I said, and yeah, right. Just, but but the but they didn't. You don't. You didn't find a name for it, right? Because because uh, not scene, for the staff. Yeah, in the scene, it was a, it was called a quantum something, I, and I just don't oh know. okay okay yeah okay. I don't I don't know what it actually said after that. I couldn't read it, but so. Uh, the, so yeah, the hooded figure drops fire, burns them all, picks up the the reset pod, and we go to credits. I will tell you, going through these credits was a pain in the butt because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of quick scene flips. I I'm sure I didn't catch everything, but uh, here we go. Uh, we see Loki's file, and there's a lot of redactions on it. I couldn't read a lot of it. A lot of it didn't make sense. We see some information a little bit later, but um, we we got that. Uh, we flipped to a scene that says coffee, fresh 800 BC. It's just a coffee pot. Uh, so uh, we see another poster call that says hunters and analysts working in tandem. Uh, we see figure R variants and uh, Schrodinger's uh, equation underneath it. And Schrodinger is the one that has the a cat is in a box, and right. be, before you open the box, the cat is both living and dead. You know, it's that whole like honestly variant type science, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, typewriter is there. There's something on the typewriter that says the branch was pruned, so somebody's typing up a report. It looks like uh, we see a picture of the TVA Chrono Monitoring Handbook complete with a coffee stain on the front of it. Uh, we see variant case file for Loki. Uh, we see a TVA archive apocalyptic event report, which I can only make out a little bit of things, but the charge was uh, failure to intervene, intervene in dire circumstances. Huh. Uh, yeah. We see a check register from 1973 with regular $200, uh, deposits my guess is that's that that's supposed to be db cooper's checkbook right because <laughs> the time the, the the timing works correct um we see uh also we see a description of a mobius strip i don't know why but just because and the mobius strip was you know the mobius ring right where you you, you twist the paper and, and two ends come together and you draw a right. line from one side and it ends up being on both sides um and uh, 
and that's how Tony figured out that the time travel thing was possible. Like by forming a Mobius strip. So, uh, in Endgame. So, uh, let's see. We, we get a close-up of Kablooey uh, bubblegum. And on the Kablooey bubblegum wrapper, to the, there's the Kablooey and it says the flavor is blueberry. And then on the right-hand side of the, the package, there's a picture. Uh, like it's just a, somebody's head. And it's, it's presumably just a mascot for a Kablooey or whatever. But it kind of looks like Nightmare from the Marvel Comics. Oh, okay. And, well, and he's supposed to be in uh, in multiple in, mul- in multiverse, right? So that so well, yeah. and uh, and honestly, earlier in the in the episode, while they're walking down the hallway, Loki and Mobius are talking, and Loki says, "This is a nightmare." He goes, "Nope, that's another department." And if you want to take yeah, them I'll down, I got you, no I'll problem. I'll help you burn that one down. <laughs> right, right. So um, uh, let's see. We get to. Another TVA poster that is attached to a locker and it says always watching. Probably the creepiest one that we've seen so far. Uh, we see a, a scene with a bunch of Infinity Stones lying around, uh, including one being used as a paperweight. Uh, and then another apocalyptic event report that says Class 3 airplane hijacking, inciting a riot, bomb threat, 1973. It's clearly a report on the D.B. Cooper thing. Yeah, D.B. Cooper. (laughs) Uh, A bunch of pictures of Loki lying on a desk. And a close-up of a document that says, So you're a variant. And and just kind of like, here's a handbook to being a variant, I guess. I don't know. Also, there's a Awake magazine on a desk. And I didn't look it up yet. But I wonder if Wake Magazine, because it, it looks like it's like a surfing magazine. Um, and I I don't know. I it was it, if it was something else, but um, it I don't even know why it would be there. It just it, it seemed to make no sense. <laughs> so um, they're, they're just putting stuff in. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of it. That's kind of it. So. The, and then we go to the regular credits. Now, here's something that comes up in the regular credits. Um, the judge in in the TVA where where uh, she was asking Loki to plead guilty or not guilty. Right, right. The judge is Ravona Renslayer. She's named in the credits. Okay. Ravona Renslayer is. Kang's lover in the comics. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is going to cause problems because when Morbius comes up to her, he's like, uh, it feels like I'm always looking up to you. And you definitely get a vibe of like, are those two, is that, a, are they a thing? Or what's going on over here? Yeah. At least I got a vibe from off of them. Yeah. Um. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So um, I can't imagine they're only just going to have her there as like an Easter egg. Um, no, I, she, I highly doubt that. And, and so, yeah, so she, when I saw her name in the credits, cause they didn't, they didn't call her that in the, in the show at all. No. Well, they don't mention her name at all. Right. Right. But in the credits she's listed and I went, Oh wait, I know that name. Oh no. 
<laughs> so that's another reason why I think we're going to probably at least get a hint of Kang, I hope. You know? Right. So something happens to her and her husband comes back to kill everybody? Or maybe something happens to her and Kang rescues her. Maybe. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, who knows? But um, I, I really hope that we go down the Kang path. Now, I will tell you, I'm a little gun shy right now. Because every time now I've thought that more things were going to happen. Right, right. Nothing happens. <laughs> um, it happened with WandaVision. It happened with, with uh, uh, Winter Soldier. I, I, I was convinced. That yeah, Sharon, the first the first thing the first thing when they were in church, I went, "Oh no, here comes the Mephisto stuff yeah, again." Yeah, well, and uh, yeah, and I was convinced we were going to see Mephisto in in Wandavision. I was convinced we were going to see Doctor Strange in Wandavision, uh, and I understand well, why we, we were yeah. supposed to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was convinced that Sharon was not going to be the power broker. Um. I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, it seemed too obvious early on, and then it was like, okay, fine. Um, but, uh, so I don't know. I, I'm hesitant to make more predictions, but I'm going to end up doing it anyway because it's fun. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> so so that is pretty much the end, uh, except at the very end of the credits, we hear uh, Miss Minutes being all creepy. Um, so that the, the weird sixties, seventies aesthetic is just out of all the time in the world. It's just a weird choice. Right. And they use it for all the time travel stuff all, all the time. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's uh bat. Well, you don't remember. I don't remember either, but back in the like the fifties and sixties is when the space race started. And so there was a lot of that like futuristic stuff happening. Like, sure, but if you're if you're a time agency, something like this, where you have access to all technology ever, yep. Why would you trap yourself in, in with these monitors and stuff? It just, I I don't get it. I don't understand that and, part of it. The like they technology. they don't they're not the only yeah they're not the only ones that do that. Like right. their technology is futuristic, but they make it fit into the like the the 50s, 60s, 70s stuff. But right. like they do that, and uh, uh, Umbrella Academy, and you know all these places, all the time when they do future and future travel stuff, they just do that. I'm like, that's just so weird. Well, like, and that dude that was uh, making Loki sign the pa- the papers that, of everything he ever said, right? He had a tiny monitor. And and actually, here's another thing. On the monitor, he's playing solitaire. <laughs> but the the monitor was like a five inch, six inch monitor. It was tiny. And it's with the it was like the old uh orange uh monochrome monitors. Right. Um so but but I'm going, wait, this is the TVA. Why 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 doesn't he have like a holographic monitor in front of him? Or right? or or a giant monitor. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'll have a holographic monitor in like ten years or something. Why do, why does this, doesn't he? Right, right. So okay, I guess it's not in the budget. <laughs> not in the budget. Uh, all right. So overall, what were your thoughts? Uh, I think it was really good. Like, I, 
I I wanted to watch it a second time. Yeah, me too. So it, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, Hindelson's is freaking fantastic. Just the that whole scene of just him realizing that yes, this these things are completely pointless here, and uh, I'm screwed. Just the look on his face um, for that entire scene was just so good. Well, but also him realizing that the TVA may be the most powerful place in the universe. Right. This is the greatest power in the world. Well, and so he had that glint in his eye that was like, how can I be in charge of this? Yep. Let's take over the <laughs> <laughs> Let's take over the <laughs> the entire place, which I think is his real motivation at this point. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, we'll see. We'll see, but uh yeah, I I think we're going to see a lot of people having um complaints that this started too slowly. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I I agree. I agree. I I think that that you had to give that background to give Loki's character more meaning. Um there there was some concern that it you know this kind of breaks all the time travel stuff and it doesn't it just doesn't because it's not really about time travel yeah it's he's about, not part of the timeline he's removed from the timeline right and so if the avengers time travel didn't break the sacred timeline if it was still part of the timeline nobody said you couldn't go back and forth on the timeline it just said you can't branch off yeah and, and that's the whole thing with the um, uh, when uh, Banner's talking with the ancient. Yes, because right. she's like, "Well, it, it causes a branch over here and this." And he's like, "Well, what what if we return the stones?" Like, okay, so they're they're basically pruning their own timeline. They're making sure it doesn't happen. So I do have a question about that though, and that is. There's still a question of the Steve Rogers end of things. Yeah, yeah. Steve Rogers you know, is a little weird. Um, so the question is, did he cause a branch, or was he always supposed to go back and live out the rest of his life? I think he was always supposed to go out and go back and live, live out the rest of his life. That's, he also could have just lived it out in a different timeline and then came back and, and pruned it. And since they know that's going to happen, they allow him to to make it and let it right. happen. Because that's really the only explanation, right? I mean, yeah, that, that he was supposed to go back and live out the rest of his life in the same timeline. Because he didn't exist at that time in the timeline originally. Right. So Well, and we well, know, the, we know that... Uh, yeah. He did, we we he know frozen. that Karen, Sharon, yeah, Sharon had uh, two two children. She does mention that um, in um, when he when he's with her at the at the hospital. Yeah, uh, she had two kids, so it's like, well, we know he came back, and they had two kids together. So there's like two two kids with the uh, uh, Steve Rogers DNA running around MCU somewhere. Oh boy. Okay. Well, may- <laughs> who knows? Maybe they'll explain it. I, I, yeah, I, I, that'd be really cool. I would they like probably that. Won't, but but <laughs> maybe they will. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that I think that'll do it for this episode. Uh, I think this episode went a little long, but uh, it was going to. It's the first episode of a new series. I mean, there was and, and we had to go through the credits. <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, so we and for people who are listening. We are definitely going to be keeping to the Saturday release of these things. Uh, we were going to do Wednesday nights, and it just isn't possible uh, with with our current schedules. 
So. Well, even even without our current schedule, doing this on the on on the day of release, I want to I want to watch it twice, like before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> like I don't know if I can watch it on. You know, sometimes I just don't get to watch it till like Friday or something. So right, doing it on the same day is is rough. Yeah. So it'll be Saturday mornings. Um, Sen, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me every morning on twitch.tv slash sunraven around 8.30 a.m. Pacific time uh, on the weekdays for some uh, Marvel Strike Force streaming and uh, trying to do some other stuff. Uh, we're doing some sponsored streams this weekend and over the next couple of weeks for uh, Stream Raiders. So we'll do some Stream Raiders and uh, Marvel's on stream and Marvel Strike Force and maybe a little bit of Smite, you know, a little bit of everything. Cool. And I can be found all over the place at VO by Kurt on Thursday evenings with with Sen and Charles McFall doing the From the Helicarrier podcast. And uh, and right here on This Week in MCU, you can follow us on twitch.tv slash VO by Kurt and subscribe to the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash this-week-in-MCU. Uh, you can find This Week in MCU at all of your podcatchers. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and we will mention you on the next episode. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, speculation on, on episodes, please send an email to thisweekinmcu at gmail.com. And with that, we will see you all next week. Where's my glorious purpose? Bye! <laughs> <laughs>